Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am your humble host, Michael Boldea, and once again, we're here. Pardon the noise, the people upstairs are uh, doing something. I don't know what it is, but they've been at it for a while. And so, uh, you know, we have to be patient uh, and and hopefully uh, lose our hearing along the way because uh, sometimes they they drill and hammer into brick, which isn't fun. Anyway, welcome. Today is March the 2nd, year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, One week closer to... Whatever events are going to mark this year. Uh, and um, yeah, things are interesting across the board. I am uh, not for the first time having a hard time deciding where to start, uh, whether nationally or internationally, because either way, uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Now, one thing that I've noticed um and I, I, I don't like being a pessimist, although most people consider me to be. Pardon me while I drink from my delicious beverage because I have a scratchy throat. It is coffee, it is black, and it is strong. So here goes nothing. Oh, that's good. Uh, but every time um, we get any sort of uh, decent numbers, uh, decent as far as uh, people looking for a silver lining is concerned. We're not, we're not talking uh, great numbers. We're not talking, uh, you know, blowout numbers, but just decent numbers. Every time we get any of those from the government, uh, they always get revised down. Uh, <laughs> depending on which is worse for the nation, I guess they get either revised down or revised up. Uh, recently, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, revised their labor costs. And everybody was excited because uh, it was supposed to be 1.6%. So they're like, all right, you know, I mean, eggs are $350 a dozen. That's okay. Uh, beef, you have to know somebody that knows somebody. It's uh, like buying Levi jeans in Eastern Europe back in the 80s. You have to know people that knew people. And I, you know, I 50-50 shot that one out of 10 of those pairs of Levi's were actually really Levi jeans. But even the knockoffs that they bought in Turkey, uh, in Istanbul, uh, and, and they brought back to Romania, even those, you had to know somebody during communism to be able to get a pair of Levi's. I mean, it was uh, the equivalent of driving a Lamborghini. Uh, in in the U.S. I mean, you turned eyes. People noticed. People noticed when when you wore a pair of Levi's down the street. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's getting to that place where if you want a good steak, you got to know people. Thankfully, I know a couple of butchers. Uh, but even though they're friends, they're like, this is what we have to charge because our cost is this much. 
Uh, so, I mean, I, I can't give you a ribeye for less than 30 bucks. I'm like, hey, my neighbor's got a cat. I'll wait for it to gain a little weight, and then we'll barbecue something. It's, it's, it's gotten to that point. But business owners especially kept comforting themselves with the idea that even though it's pretty bad, uh, well, you know, labor costs are still down. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics said, hey, you know what? It's only 1.6%. That's the right. Don't, don't get bent out of shape. We're, we're going on the right road towards the right destination. Well, now they revised their uh, initial uh, – the, the, I can't. Every single thing, man, from just inflation, labor costs, everything is getting revised the wrong way. This was revised from 1.6 to 1.1 to 3.2. Now, I'm I'm not big on math because, you know, who needs math when you have a smartphone? But from 1.6 to 3.2, that's double. That's a hundred percent. It's like me putting something on Facebook Marketplace. I never would because eh, it's, I, I can't. I can't deal with people coming to my house. You know, I, I'm trying to sell a Lego for five bucks. They agree to the five bucks. And they go, will you take three? I got three and two quarters. I, I can't. I, I'm just, that's just me. I have better things to do with my time. But. Imagine you saw something you really wanted on, well, Facebook Marketplace. And it was, let's round up, $100. I know, big spender, but some people are. Some people are willing to shell out 100 bucks for something they want. You show up to the door, you ring the bell, the person comes out with the thing you wanted nicely wrapped in a box. You hand them the 100 They look you in the eye and say, no, that's 100 more. If you want this, it'll be 200 how, how would you react to that? That's what the Department of Labor Statistics has done. They said, well, you know what? Labor costs only went up 1.6%. Then they revised it. And they go, well, actually, it's 3.2. Anyone who's trying to hire anyone to do anything that requires some sort of skill knows how much labor costs have shot through the roof. If, if you're trying to hire a plumber, if you're trying to hire somebody to do flooring, if you're trying to hire somebody to put the siding on your house, you know that it's gotten very expensive. Over the last three, four years, it's, it's gotten out of hand. But you know what? None of the young people want to learn the trade skill. I don't want to be a plumber. I want to be a YouTube influencer. Well, we can't have a nation full of YouTube influencers living in their parents' basement trying to shoot Cheerios out of their nose. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen. At some point, somebody's going to fix the toilet that you broke. At some point, somebody's going to have to fix the shower that hasn't been running and you stink like a rhinoceros. I have friends that are in the trades. I know a couple of plumbers. Uh, I, I know a couple of electricians. 
And this is their biggest gripe, the fact that they cannot get anybody to come and actually work. They're willing to train them for free. They're willing to, to give over their business for a percentage when they retire. And still, no one's biting, not even their own kids. Not even their own flesh and blood want to do what dad did. Even though dad was able to keep a roof over their heads and food on the table for their entire lives, eh, what does dad know? I'm going to trade Forex. You understand that if, if you're trading Forex, and especially if you're trading it on margin, one two pennies the wrong way will absolutely destroy you financially for the rest of your life. But that's, again, people, people don't think, now why would I want to do plumbing? Because it's a six-figure-a-year thing. I know six figures a year doesn't go a long way anymore, but still it's better than zero. Isn't it? So, U.S. labor costs have been revised. The actual cost is 3.2% increase rather than 1.6%. So, anything having to do with construction, anything having to do with, with anything, road work, productive people, if you make something or know how to fix something, because this gets me angry. Why, why, why didn't you invest in Facebook? Because they don't make anything. I would rather invest in a company that still makes buggy whips because they actually produce something than in, 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 in some ethereal thing that nobody can see. It's on the web. When people's tummies start grumbling, the metaverse isn't going to be that exciting. When you have to hunt squirrels with, with a stick... So you can make a nice little gumbo or your neighbor's cat, whatever. Going on Facebook and showing everybody your duck lips isn't going to be the first thing to cross your mind. Understand that the world you've been living in is changing rapidly. And the bottom is about to fall out. Uh, should I? I? I will. Why not? Why not? Because you have to understand. If you understand what's going on, then you might be able to prepare sufficiently so that you minimize and mitigate the impact. That's a good way of putting it. Understand that it's looking from everything that I'm, 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 I'm researching for everything I'm looking at now. Why do you do that? Because I don't golf. I don't have any other hobbies but, but writing and, and doing research and reading the Bible, spending time with my kids. That's it. I don't, I don't golf. I don't go parasailing or paragliding or windsurfing or ice skating. I, I just I, I like my quiet. And I like to know things before other people do. There are about 90, 92 billion dollars in commercial real estate loans that are going to expire this year. Now, the one thing that you need to be concerned with or, or take into account, because it's it's, it's a, who cares about the rich people that have commercial real estate? 
Well, those people either rent their space out to businesses or they hire people to do other things for them. If they get foreclosed on, the businesses have to shut down or relocate. That means people lose jobs. It's a domino effect. It's a ripple effect that you need to be concerned with. So 90 to about $92 billion in, in uh, commercial real estate loans expire this year. I know. I'm drinking more than usual because my throat is just ripped. I don't know from what. I didn't even eat nachos or anything. Uh, my, my kid came home uh, with a runny nose, so who knows? I may have strep. But if I do, you know what? I'm going to soldier through because that's the kind of guy I am. Back to this. It's important. Most of the commercial real estate loans that are expiring this year are non-fixed rate, which means that when they expire, they'll be getting a balloon rate. There are a lot of businesses already having a difficult time paying their rent. That means that pressure is being put upon individuals whose portfolio is mainly commercial real estate. Because if you don't get paid, you can't pay your loan. If, if nobody's paying rent, you can't pay your loan. And this, this new bomb, this new just disaster waiting to happen is that when, when these, these loans expire this year, they'll have arms. It'll be a balloon rate. And if they're having a hard time paying now, it'll become impossible to pay when that kicks in. Because I, I, you know, I, I wasn't financially literate. I can't say that I am right now, but I like to know things. And uh, when we decided to buy a home because we were having another child, uh, I shopped around for the best rate like everyone else. And uh, the, the best rates, believe it or not, were the ones with arms. It's like, we'll give you a five-year arm, but then your interest rate shoots up to whatever the percentage is and whatever we decide to tack on. And I studied that, and it's so nefarious that there should be a warning label on anybody that goes to get a loan and they're offered an arm. We settled for a fixed rate. It's decent enough, especially given what it's gone to now. I'm, I'm more than comfortable with my uh, mortgage rate. And they haven't stopped. This is what you need to understand. We haven't seen the end of it because there are more interest rate hikes coming. Inflation is not under control. Whatever they tell you today, they're going to revise up or down tomorrow. And this is something that people who, who, who get hopeful and who are very excitable and go, oh, it's over. This is what they need to realize. 
is that for some reason, even even businesses, I, I read into this and I'm like, this is going to be bad. Whether they're, they're trying to kick the can down the road until World War III starts, so they have an excuse for their lagging numbers, but there, there's companies that are backfilling orders. And declaring it as profit even though they didn't manufacture the order or get paid for it. This is this is orders way out into twenty twenty five twenty eight. So consider that. They are declaring a profit on things that they did not manufacture or get paid for. It's just somebody that said, Hey, I like one of these. Okay, cool. You'll get it in twenty twenty eight. And then Mark it down as profit because you're seeing what happens to any company, especially one that's publicly traded, that declares any type of loss. They get shredded. Even if they're declaring a profit but their uh, outlook isn't all that, you know, stellar, they still get slaughtered. But somehow... I'm supposed to believe that we're headed in the right direction. Somehow, I'm supposed to believe that everything is A-OK, honky-dory, we're over the hump, and, uh, you know, good times ahead. Now, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Monsieur Zelensky confirmed something that we discussed a couple of weeks ago. At this juncture, he actually came out and said that, hey, you may have to send your kids to die the way the Ukrainians are to fight this war with us or on our behalf or something along those lines. Eh, sorry, not going to happen. You already know my position on this. I don't like beating a dead horse. I don't like going over and over something that I've gone over on or with. Yeah, gone over it. Anyway, but the language that both sides are using, both the U.S. diplomats and politicians and uh, Monsieur Zelensky, tells me that A, uh, they have no plans for this to end anytime soon, and B, many of them don't want it to end anytime soon. That should be concerning to anyone that's got children that are 18, 19, 17 even, because the escalation keeps, keeps grinding. It, it, it's not, nobody's smart enough to pull back on this. Nobody's smart enough to say, hold on a minute, we're headed to a place nobody wants to go. And for their part, the Russians are starting to make threats, is the best way I can say it, towards NATO and the European nations. Remember we talked about Europe uh, last week, was it, or the week before? Time, time just blends in on itself. I don't remember. But we talked about it. Europe, you know, either a concussion or a black eye or a bloody nose, which will it be? Well, now... The United States and NATO 
were warned by Russia on Thursday, which is today, March the 2nd. I know. It's so fresh. It's like when you walk into the house after the wife bakes a loaf of bread, and, and, and that, that smell, that, that warm, fresh bread smell just permeates the ether. That's how fresh this program is. I know you're thinking to yourself, my wife doesn't bake bread. Well, I married a Romanian, so mine does. Oh, I see. I kid. I kid. I could have, look, I could have gone completely off the rails because somebody uh, forwarded me a message from, I guess, the, the YouTube or the Rumble or whichever. And they said, uh, when, when's your wife going to be on? And, uh, I was going to, you know, for the Beth Moore fans, I was going to go, she's never going to be on because she's too busy barefoot in the kitchen making me a Samish. But, uh, see, I, I behaved. I didn't do it. And, and just to clarify, look, my, my wife is brilliant at what she does. She's an interior designer with an amazing eye. Uh, she's been in national magazines. Uh, and, no, she doesn't have any desire to come on the program and talk uh i all right see now i'm going to be mean and i don't want to be mean just for the sake of being mean but it's 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 being mean with with a point with a purpose there's a lot of pastors there's a lot of ministers there's a lot of uh heads of ministries uh that'll hire their significant other as co-pastor co-bishop co-whatever just for the paycheck it's not that they're doing anything useful. And if they are, then they deserve to get paid. But most of them just get their hair did and get their nails did and, and stand by their man, quote unquote. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. My wife has her career. She's got, she's got her gifting. And she earns good money. That's all I have to say about that. I, I don't have to drag her onto the program for her to say hello in her uh, accented English. Uh, so, yeah, but that, that would have been a funny one. If I could have kept myself serious enough to go, yeah, she's just in the kitchen making me a sandwich. Uh, Beth Moore fans would have just flown off the handle. But back to the U.S. and NATO and Russia's warning, because why not? See, we needed a little, you know, uh, Humor. We, 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 we needed a little bit of uh, a smile because the way the world's going, uh, you know what? Any day now, you can look outside your window. Yeah. The United States and NATO were warned by Russia on Thursday they faced catastrophic consequences if they pursue further involvement in the Ukraine war. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov told the conference on disarmament in Geneva, the most acute strategic threat is posed now by the U.S. and NATO policy aimed at further fomenting the conflict in and around Ukraine. Their growing involvement in an armed confrontation is fraught with a direct military clash of nuclear powers with catastrophic consequences. I let that sink in just for a smidge. I know. Who could have seen this coming? Mm. It's the pink-haired lady, apparently. 
but she was too busy telling you you could be a cartoon in heaven to, to, to mention all this stuff. That's the thing. That's what I, I'm sorry. All right, we're going to do, I have to. I have to. Because I don't want to go home angry. It's pointless. So I'm going to, you know, let out my frustrations on you. These people that claim prophetic mantles, that claim to be visionaries, why is it that the only thing they seemingly foresee are things that you cannot confirm or validate until after you get to heaven? Huh? It's just a question. Why is it all, all these, these goofy-haired women? Why are you picking on women? I'm not. But at least the men are smart enough to focus on prosperity and jalapeno seeds. The women are going off the rails. It's like they're eating mushrooms left and right, seeing which one will give them better hallucination. Let's face it, that's the reality of it. And everything they say cannot be confirmed while you're here. Whether riding your pet dinosaur in heaven, or turning into a cartoon in heaven, or visiting the body parts room in heaven. Because that, that should be on the tour packet. None of these things can, can, can be validated and confirmed while you're still here. But somehow, these individuals still have a following and people are pouring money into them like there was no tomorrow. Other individuals that had prophetic utterance regarding the times that we're living in, Things that we are now seeing come to pass and manifest before our very eyes were mocked and ridiculed because they didn't set a date on the things they saw. Tell us when. God didn't say when. He said it would happen. Uh, well, then I don't believe it. But hey, pet dinosaurs and me being uh, Beavis or Butthead in heaven? <laughs> Great. And that's how you know the level of spiritual maturity of most believers in the West. They're fully willing to accept something that on its face is asinine. But they reject warning after warning to prepare because they don't like what it says. They don't like what the message is. Well, right now, the deputy foreign minister of Russia is saying, stop it, or there will be catastrophic consequences, period. Hmm? Oh, they're just kidding. No, they're not. That's the thing. AFP reports Russia's diplomatic representative spoke before a largely empty chamber with many Western diplomats gathering instead for a nearby photo opportunity because, hey, the risk of World War III is not big enough for them to show up and listen and maybe take into account the fact that a nuclear power is kind of frustrated with them because they keep giving the Ukrainians weapons when it's not their war to begin with. 
The Western diplomats were gathering instead for a nearby photo opportunity in front of a mural painted in the blue and yellow of the Ukrainian flag during his scheduled speaking time. Mm-hmm. We consider this an extraordinary show of solidarity with the Ukrainian people who resist an unprovoked and unjustified Russia's aggression, Ukraine's ambassador Yevny Filipenko told the outlet. Until Russia takes its things out of the field of Ukraine, we're here to show support to our Ukrainian colleagues, British Ambassador Simon Manley reportedly said. Their fight is our fight. Speaking of the British, just so you understand the level of disconnect, uh, Britain's top general came out and said if it came to a land war, Britain only had enough ammunition to survive one day. I know people in Wisconsin that have more ammunition than what apparently the whole of England has. They have enough ammunition to survive one day. But they're still raring to fight, aren't they? Russia's warning of consequences comes just days after NATO agreed to Ukraine's request for membership, sooner rather than later. NATO allies have agreed that Ukraine will become a member of our alliance. But at the same time, that is a long-term perspective. Translation. We're hedging our bets because we're kind of scared, but we don't want to let on that we're scared. So we're going to tell the Ukrainians, keep on fighting, brothers. We'll let you in. But not quite yet. It is astounding to see how quickly the world has come to the brink of world war. And this isn't an exaggeration. This isn't me bloviating. But I think in large part the reason we don't take it as seriously as we ought is because a lot of the people that were there during World War II and World War III well, no, World War One. Sorry, I know. Oh, I'm, I'm foreshadowing. No, a lot of the people that were there during uh, World War Two have passed on. And so, there's nobody to remember how horrible a thing It is to witness war. And one thing that we have yet to understand and process is that even though the war they saw was horrible, even though the deaths were 
tragic. It wasn't nuclear war. We've not seen nuclear war. We saw two bombs dropped. Hiroshima and Nagasaki, that was it. And the Japanese, they said, nope, not for us. We should take these threats at face value. Because when a nuclear power has nothing left to lose, they become unpredictable. And you have individuals in this country as well as in Europe that have no qualms about sending sons and daughters off to die because it's not their sons and daughters. Why do you think Lindsey Graham's so gung-ho for war? Because he doesn't have kids. Gentle Lindsey's got his mama, and his mama ain't going to war. Same thing for Mr. Biden's crackhead son. All these people that are pushing for other people's children to go and die are unwilling to make the same sacrifice. This will not end well. And we can continue to ignore the threats that the Russians are making until we can no longer ignore them. When you start seeing rockets whizzing by, it's already too late. And then I'd love to see these diplomats standing in front of a mural painted in Ukraine's colors, smiling for a photo op. We're getting closer and closer, kids. And and nobody seems to have the, the, the... presence of mind to say let's 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 you know hit the brakes on this one just for a second maybe they know that economic collapse is coming and this is the only thing they have to blame it on i mean if you're having to pop charcoal not to glow in the dark what's it matter what the dow's doing Anyway, I, I know, see, again, we, we, we get into this rut, and it's only like bad news, but I, I do have one piece of, of, I guess, good news. It's not really good news, because she's going to be replaced by somebody similar, but uh, Lori Lightfoot, the, the, the mayor of Chicago herself, uh, lost her bid for re-election. And before you feel too horribly for her, just remember, she still has uh, her lifelong job as Beetlejuice on Halloween at the amusement park, so it's not all lost. 
But yeah, even even a place like Chicago went, nope, too much. That's how incompetent this woman was. And of course, her reasoning, because I'm black, no. It's because you're incompetent. It doesn't matter that you're black or that you're a woman. It's that you're an incompetent black woman. And you would have gotten voted out if you were an incompetent white woman or an incompetent white man. Because not only is crime peaking in Chicago, uh, Madam Lightfoot made the decision to hamstring police and keep them from doing their job. So yes, she is no longer in contention or in the running. She came in third out of three which means she was the biggest loser. And, oh, mercy. It's everywhere, everywhere. Look, and with all of these, with all these things going on, the people that are pursuing a singular target have not slowed down or been deterred. And that's how you know what the most important thing to your enemy is. When you have an entire economy falling apart, when you have the threat of World War III on your doorstep, but dudes in dresses are still trying to read stories to your toddlers, when they're still pressing their point, That is the thing you need to fight against the most because that is the thing they're most focused on. Just, I'm just putting that out there because I have to. Because we have a tendency of getting distracted by things. And when we notice the thing that the godless are doing and and that they will allow nothing to distract them from, We should take notice because evidently it's more important to them than we think it is. Now, since uh, we usually discuss the state of the church, and again, I do this because there's a lot of Christians railing against the world going, how could they? Well, what do you mean, how, how could they? Look at the church and ask, how could they? Look, apparently every week Andy Stanley has something new to say. And this week Andy Stanley says that I'm not arguing that what the Bible says is true. Why? Why do you keep calling yourself a pastor? Why it, Tony Robbins seems to have done a good, you know, 100 million or so in his life. He he seems to be earning a good living. Why do you why do you have to bring God into the mix, Andy? Do do you do you really want to stir the ire of God to the point that it would have been better for you to tie a millstone around your neck and go for a swim? 
But here's uh, the story about good old Andy. And then, just in case the Lutherans uh, felt left out, a Lutheran pastor, or pastorette, I guess, because now it's in vogue. Pastorettes are in vogue, dear sir. You are behind the times. Uh, actually came out and said that uh, Jesus has other lovers besides the Christian church uh, because he is religiously polygamous. Don't believe me? I know it's hard to believe, but look up Laura Grone. She is uh, the pastrix or the pastorette of Abiding Savior Lutheran Church in Columbia, Maryland. Uh, And and this was her newest twist on uh, made-up theology that Jesus has other lovers besides the Christian church. Even though he insists you be monogamous, he is religiously polygamous. Because why not come up with these brain farts every single week where you're like, where's the brimstone? Back to Andy Stanley, though. With news that Andy Stanley's North Point Community Church is uh, chock full of LGBTQ plus AIPS 224 affirming pastors, leaders, ministries, guest speakers, and conferences. It's unsurprising that as more stones are overturned, more deviant theology emerges. Indeed. Stanley, who has a long history of preaching weird and wonky wonky theology, repeatedly, repeatedly took care to point out during a recent sermon that as he's preaching and telling you what Jesus and the Bible says, he's not arguing that what they say is true or that they are correct. He frequently makes this disclaimer throughout the sermon for reasons known only to him. And then, the one that many of us heard growing up, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Uh, says Andy Stanley. The point is, I'm not arguing at this point that what the Bible says is true. Why would you? You're a pastor. Andy, don't be silly. What I'm arguing is that if you think somewhere in the Bible there's a standard by which you live, you'll go to heaven, you're sadly mistaken. Why have a standard at all? And my hunch is you haven't actually read the Bible. Indeed, Andy. Indeed. Indeed. If you think God said, be holy for I am holy. Or that he said, sanctify yourselves that you just haven't read the Bible. You know what? You should probably throw out your Bible altogether and just put Andy Stanley on replay. The Bible does not provide us with a standard of conduct that guarantees heaven. In fact, it's just the opposite. And again, Andy says, I'm not arguing that the Bible's correct. That's just what the Bible says. There's no magic list. Well, actually, actually there is. There's, there's that passage where it says, outside, are. And then there's a whole list. We should read that once in a while just to, you know, reacquaint ourselves 
with who's on the outside and who's on the inside. Huh, Stanley? Oh, mercy. According to Jesus, this is so amazing, Andy says. And again, please hear me at this point in the series. I'm not arguing that what Jesus said is true. I'm just telling you what Jesus said, okay? According to Jesus, regardless of how serious you take Jesus, but if you think somehow Jesus is in the mix of good people to go to heaven, then you're wrong. I... Mercy. This, this, this is supposedly a pastor. But we're looking down on, on, on the world. Oh, look how evil. Really. Judgment begins in the house of God first. Let that sink in. Because it is an undeniable truth of Scripture. Judgment, if you believe it, if that's what you choose to believe, if you believe it, as Andy would say, then judgment begins in the house of God. Now, not to be outdone, Lutheran pastor claims what she claimed. Now, you, you want to get it? I don't even want to get into it. This is so insane. These are, these are people that are supposed shepherds. These are people that are supposed to, to, to guide individuals to green pastures. Some, and again, if you want to look her up, feel free. I'm not making this up. Her name's Laura Groen. And some of the things she said was that Jesus was trying to seduce the woman at the well. She's also said that there are lesbian angels who consensually flirt with queer Christian women. She's also said some things about the Trinity that I'm not going to repeat. But her latest is that the church may be the bride of Christ, but our marriage is not monogamous. The divine, she says, is promiscuous. This is a pastor. So if you wonder how low the bar is for pastoring, look no further than Pastor Lura Groen. I, I'm not even, look, I can't. I can't keep reading about this stuff because it doesn't, it doesn't depress me. It angers me. And the reason it angers me is because there's, there's nobody in the entire Lutheran denomination that will stand up against this kind of heresy. Nor will the people attending her church 
bother to get up and walk out. They just sit there and nod their heads and receive whatever she's willing to hash out because to them, rightly, dividing the word is is not a priority. To them, being in right standing with God is not a priority. It doesn't matter where they go. They just need to check it off the list. Oh, went to church on Sunday. What did she preach on? Well, I mean, that that whole thing started out. She? What? Yeah. Okay. Why? I'm not even. I'm done. I'm done. You know what? Let's let's all agree that toxic masculinity is the reason everything's gone awry. Uh, first gentleman, Douglas Emhoff, uh, who is married to one Kumula Harris, uh, has uh, found the reason for the world's ails. And that is toxic masculinity. Now, I understand, Mr. Emhoff that you're too old to go and fight wars. But if we demonize masculinity as a whole and all the boys start wearing man buns and putting on skirts and doing their nails... Who exactly is going to fight your wars for you? Hmm? I, I get it. We, we have, what, 50% of homes are single mother homes and they're raising sons to be daughters. I get that. But there are consequences to this. You do understand, I hope you understand that even if we don't start lobbing bombs at each other within the next six months, come the next generation, there won't be anyone to defend this nation from, from Mexico, never mind the Chinese and the Russians combined. You're going to have a bunch of men emoting like women, crying about their feelings, sucking their thumbs, and wondering what moisturizer they're going to come up with next. Who's going to defend your nation? You can't hire an army to beat another army. They'll just take you over too. You see, the ultimate wages of sin is death. But by the time death rolls around, there's a lot of suffering to be had. Every choice has a consequence. And the consequences of our choices as a nation for the past two decades are beginning to be visible. They're no longer deniable. We can no longer sweep them under the rug. We can no longer pretend 
as though they're not happening. So, I agree. Mr. What is he? It's, he's not Mr. Mr. Husband of the Vice President. Toxic masculinity is the world's problem. We should eliminate masculinity from the American lexicon. Now, the problem is that no other country in the world is going to go along with your insanity. Oh, mercy. But hey, you know, rising phoenix. <laughs> Some people still have no idea what, where we are and where we're headed. And even those that do, don't, don't see the ripple effects of, of how deep it will go and how much it will affect. But as the saying goes, time tells the tale better than anything else. Now, for those of you that thought I was being mean and cruel about the idea of eating my neighbor's cat, uh, the UK government considered killing all pet cats to fight COVID pandemic. They weren't even thinking about eating them, just, just killing them. You don't kill something just for the sake of killing it. Dinner with some, uh, you know, miniature potatoes and some uh, olive oil, eh, that's different. I kid. I, I've, I've never knowingly eaten cat, okay? I have to say knowingly. British government ministers reportedly considered killing all pet cats in Britain in order to stop the spread of the Wuhan virus. By the way, have you seen uh, the obfuscation and the backpedaling now that it's every, everyone except Il Dottore Fauci uh, believes that uh, COVID was leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. He still doesn't. He's, he's, he's the last guy standing tilting at windmills. But all these other people, and they're hoping and betting you have a short, short-term memory. But allow me to remind you, all these people that are on record as saying you should be jailed for not getting jabbed, you should be jailed for not wearing a mask, you should be put in a camp and killed to spare the lives of others. They're, they're, they're starting to try, oopsie, my bad. No, 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 not your bad. We, we, this is no longer we can agree to disagree. You wanted to kill me because I wouldn't put on a face diaper. I'm sorry, the friendship ship has sailed. It has said au revoir, goodbye, now feature saying, son. There's no, there's no reconciling here. Because you asked for my death. That, that, you know, that, that, that's, that's a deal killer for me. But yeah, now everyone's backpedaling. Oh, well, we didn't have all the information. Oh, well, but no, 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 no. I know your true nature. It was revealed. 
Undeniably so. You railed against people who didn't see the situation the same way as you to the point of wanting them silenced and killed. And if the situation repeats itself, you will revert back to your natural state and do it all over again. So, no thanks. I don't want to be your friend. Not now and until the end. No, 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 no. Don't forget. Don't forgive. Because that's what they're hoping and betting on. Until the next time. And then when once again they call for your death and once again the smoke blows over, they'll remind you that you forgave them the first time, so why not do it again? It's a vicious cycle. So, yeah, I'm good. But thanks anyway. All right. And with that, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being with us another week, another program. And hopefully next week uh, we'll repeat this week. Because that's the way life is until, you know, God says come home and you do and that's that. May God bless you and keep you. And if Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. Again, I want to encourage people to go to handtohelp.com because what this guy said today, I read it too, actually right before the program. It's no small threat. It's, It's what I would call something Russia will make good on. And although... Blinken and company kind of takes it lightly. I don't think this is a light threat. This is the real deal. And we know what God showed our ministry. We know one day the United States will have a nuclear attack against it. And uh, those days are getting a lot closer. And we have to really stay close to the Lord and stay in his presence. Definitely not be in churches that do what that, lady pastor or whatever this gal's just so off it's just sad it's tragic unbelievable andy stanley tragic people can get that far off but in the last days they will be that way they'll be what you know lovers of pleasure you know there'll be people that don't know the word they won't follow the word there'll be a falling away and all these things so thank you for listening to the light of truth radio broadcast Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are